Hello, everyone. Welcome back into the Pueblo Pigskin Podcast. As always, I am Austin White, Chief and Sports Reporter, joined by these two gentlemen here. I am Marcus Hill, also a Chief and Sports Reporter. And Jeff Latofsky, Interim Sports Editor, I think is that's still the title <laughs> um, of the Chief. It works. It works. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Once again, uh, you know, we'll be here talking a little bit of football. Uh, we'll be more in-depth on CCP now that we got our guy here in Jeff. <laughs> he knows probably quite a bit more than Marks and I do, but uh, we'll start, you know, like we do every week with the kind of best performance we saw from uh, the individual games we saw. And uh, Marcus, if you want to kick it off, what do you, what was the best performance you saw last week? I'll go ahead and go with the probably obvious one from the uh, Canon game. Uh, George Longoria had an outstanding performance out there. Um, calling the workhorse all the time, that is a definite pun with the, you know, the Colts <laughs> thing going um, but I mean, 33 rushes from the kid, 170 yards, touchdown. Um, I mean, he just takes shot after shot after shot. It's like, uh, I'll, I was going to make a January New Year's Day joke, but <laughs> I will leave it alone because he is a high schooler. But I mean, he just takes a beating out there and it's like, he still keeps ticking and 33 rushes for 170 yards and a score in a big game. So that is definitely a standout performance for me. Yeah. And uh, for the other high school one, I'm going to just go with Central's defense in general. They caused five turnovers against County and then blocked a punt, so kind of pretty much six. And that blocked punt gave them a touchdown, and it was really interesting because they scored seven in the second quarter and they ran one offensive play, which was an interception. And, yeah, (laughs) they were still going into halftime up 14-0. So causing all those turnovers was big. And even outside of the turnovers because twice County had – Long sustained drives in that second quarter, got close to the goal line, just stalled out and turned it over on down. So the central defense was just absolutely outstanding from the backs to the line, everyone. Great performance. Yeah, and I think I think they had the Central had the ball for seven seconds by your account, I yeah. believe. And then seven seconds in quarter. And then wow. County when they had the chance to score there on the goal line, um Hanford had that big forty plus yard run and then they got to the four. And then Central gave up the yard after that and yeah. just dominated. It was mm. it was masterful. Yeah. It was in the cold. Solid. In the cold. Ooh, yeah, too <laughs> cold. Too cold. <laughs> Jeff, how about, how about you with last week in CCP? Well, I wasn't really around, but I but I did <laughs> listen to the broadcast from yeah. uh, on the radio and and similar to the situation. They 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 got up twenty one nothing. They they came up with six turnovers in the game. <laughs> And, and really, it was it was another defensive gem by the by the pack. Uh, they they really found their niche, you know, defensively here in the last two or three weeks. I think it started, you know, in the in the Texas game, and I, I think they they sort of got slapped in the face against Colorado School of Mines. And ever since then, they've they've really played well defensively, and they've had some guys step up, and you know, they've had some injuries in the secondary, and people step in and do do a great job. And, um, you know, the other thing they've got is Justin Duenell, the punter. I mean, he, he had yeah. a great week. He was named the RMAC Special Teams Player of the Week. And then just, just today, he was named the National Special Teams Player of the Week. Uh, I mean, when you average 52.5 <laughs> yards of a punt, and then you have a 77-yarder, and then you, you have – he's been very good at, at, at knocking balls inside the 20. And he's, he's a much different kicker than what they've had here before. He's, he's more of a, a really traditional punter. Where he actually punts the ball in directional and gets the ball in the air. You see all these guys now with this 
this roll-out punt where they're... The Australian you know, style, whatever. Yeah, the rugby style where, yeah. where they run to the left or run to the right, depending on whether left foot or right foot. And it's really strange to watch, but it's it's really effective. And uh, that's the college game is where, where you see that the most. But, you know, CSU Polo, they won their, won their three, three in a row now since they've lost. They're still in must-win mode. They got uh, Carl, Carl Mesa uh, coming in here this week for homecoming. Big game, big game at the, at the Thunder Bowl. And uh, it's going to be a re- real good crowd. They have a lot of events going. Hall of Fame, you know, Hall of Fame yeah. banquet is on Saturday morning. And then the game's at 2 p.m. You know, the Thunder Bowl and uh, should be, should be a, a fun time and you know I, I don't see this team uh, losing a homecoming game much less a home game you know they've only lost what it's now I think they lost to Mines it was the second um, you know league Armac home <laughs> game that they've lost yeah. in, in a decade Jeez. so uh, you know if you're a betting guy I would uh, I would go out there and bet on the, on the pack this week <laughs> and uh, this team you know they're, then they'd be halfway to their goal they have to win eight in a row really to get in the playoffs. They moved, did move up to 15 in the country, which is, you know, but when you lose to the number, you know, Carl School of Mines is number, is number 11, so, yeah. you know, that's, that's what worked out fine. Yeah. I got to turn off my phone. <laughs> Extracurriculars over here. You never know what's going to happen. We don't. Yeah. Exactly. That proves that it's live. Yeah. There you go. We're not, we're not faking. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, moving kind of into that, uh, this week, kind of with that, uh, we'll look at our uh, top prep game of the week. Uh, in town, and uh, that's East and Centennial. I, I think Centennial, no, East is technically home in this game, but you know, it's they're both at Dutch Clark. So, kind of going into this game, I, uh, for me looking at it, I think kind of just the biggest part is going to be in the trenches and the ground game because that's what Centennial does, and it feels like that's been kind of a weak spot for East. Yeah, and you know, obviously, that's Centennial's bread and butter. Um, you know, they're going to look to milk the clock a lot. Um, for years, 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 and years, that's been their go-to, just, you know, getting the ball, having those lengthy possessions, mm-hmm. long drives, seven, eight minutes. Um, and if they can do that and keep East's offense off the field, that's going to be that's gonna be crucial for them because this is probably the game where East can really make some things happen offensively. So we'll see how well Centennial can carry the ball. Yeah. I mean, kind of looking at some numbers beforehand, uh, with – Kind of coming into it, it feels like it's a strength on weakness with Centennial's run game against East's rush defense. I looked at the numbers for East's rush defense, and they allow 267.5 yards a game on the ground, which, yeah, that's that's quite a bit. They allowed 377 to West and 350 against Discovery Canyon. But the thing, the most encouraging part for East, I think, is, you know, we talked, George Longoria had a great game, but, you know, outside of that, that was kind of it. They kind of were able to hold Logan headed up. They only allowed 209 total against South, and you saw that game was a little closer than probably everyone expected. I mean, only a 14-point spread. And at one point, it was 7, and East had a chance to tie it. So it looked like maybe East has kind of maybe turned a bit of a corner with their rush defense. And, you know, with the Centennial team, that's kind of struggled up front a little bit. They've got the yards, but, you know, it's still been kind of a learning process, a lot of new guys. So I think East might have turned a corner a little bit, and it'll be interesting to see, and especially, like you said, Marcus. I mean, Centennial's want to keep is going to want to keep East's offense off the field because they've got great playmakers. And you know, I'm not too sure if Centennial has some of the guys in the defensive backfield that can match up with Caden Bowman or Marvin London. So it's going to be crucial for Centennial to find a way to kind of attack that East rush defense if it's still kind of shaky. 
Yeah, and, you know, for East, it seems like either those slant routes or the deep ball, like, every game I've watched them, they get at least one. Caden finds a way to break free of a defender. Jack finds them. Boom, 45, 50-55-yard pass for a touchdown. And like I said, every game that I've watched them play, they've had at least one. So that'll definitely be something to watch for um, because, I mean, quick strikes are going to be what they need to go with because – Unless they can force Centennial to turn the ball over a lot, um, Centennial's going to have the ball for majority of the game. I mean, that like that's just their offense. So we will see how well East can handle that, and you know, on the offensive side, how well they can strike in the game. Yeah, and that's the first time too that East has played a non-top ten team <laughs> on the season. I mean, they've had it, they've had a rugged schedule. Yeah, it, it might you know? be. It's, it's, I'm not sure if Longmont was ranked. When they played, uh, I think they were. They I think they were it was Longmont's first game, so they might have. Been. I think they were ranked not now, eight or nine, but yeah. but uh, yeah. So this, you know, it's finally they get they get a stage where they don't have to, you know, play one of the one of the top teams in the state, you yeah. know. And uh, but it's like all obviously it's a, it's an in town team, it's a pueblo pueblo team, and there's a big you know it's it's all right. Those rivalry games are all all difficult to play, and you know if, if Centennial can really keep it close and, and maybe move the ball on the ground. You know, I don't know if they're going to be able to stop East, uh, you know, in, uh, in through the air. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, should be a good game, though. Yeah. I mean, I'll start with picks. And uh, I think East kind of has turned that corner on defense, like I said. So I think they'll be able to kind of quiet the Bulldogs' run game. I'm going to go with East a little, kind of easily, maybe like 31-10, 31-7, somewhere in there. What do you think, Marcus? I got to be a little bit closer. Um very, very quick history. Last year, they played each other as 35-6. You know, obviously, East was loaded. Um, and then before that, they hadn't played for quite a while. Um, 2011 was the last go. Mm-hmm. Um, and East won that one 33-27. Um, so that was just quick history. That didn't necessarily have to do my pick. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take East in a little bit of a close one. It's going to be 27-20. And I, th- I think it would be 28-12 East. I think Centennial will get maybe score early and make it a close game, and the East will pull away in the second half. That game is 7 p.m. on Friday at Dutch Clark, of course. Uh, moving to college with CSU Pueblo, uh, Jeff kind of said earlier it's going to be their homecoming game against Colorado Mesa, which is a bit of a rivalry. There used to be. It's, it's more God, of a rivalry. Mesa is a good athlete. It's really a rivalry in other sports more yeah. than anything, more than yeah. basketball. And then, I mean, really, a lot of the other sports, especially baseball. Baseball is a huge rivalry, but. You know, Mesa's always been the you know the team that you know they, they look at to try to beat every year. It doesn't matter what sport it is. The Mesa's a round of 500 team. They do have a good passing game. Uh, they do have a decent quarterback. They have one of the top wide receivers in the league. So, you know, uh, I was I was up there in Grand Junction last year, and, and the game was you know CSU Pueblo controlled the game, but all of a sudden Mesa scored, and you know it got close. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. sort of what this team's done this year. Uh, the Thunderbolt. Thunder, Thunderbolts, Thunderwolves. <laughs> yeah. You know, where they've, they've either gone ahead early and then sort of held off a rally and then scored late, yeah. or it's been or it's it's been close early and then they pull away. The one thing about this team that I've noticed is that their fourth quarter, they own the fourth quarter. If there's a quarter to own in, in football, you know, the fourth quarter is the one to beat. You know, I think I think it I think it's they're finally gonna maybe really put it all together offensively. I've been waiting for that offensive game, and I think it'll be something like 41 to 10. You know, Mesa's gonna score a little bit and maybe keep it close early, but, you know, CSU Pueblo with the homecoming, with the big crowd, 
and uh, you know, I, I think that that sort of pushed them to a big win. Yeah, and you know, getting to see some of the game last week, um, obviously that was probably a lot closer than the pack hoped for. Oh, yeah. um, probably a minor scare, you know, if you're there, the vibe was probably a lot different, but I believe at one point it was 21-14, and then, you know, mm-hmm. they just started. Like, their defense locked in. I think they had given up 57 yards after that point. Um, they, they forced another three turnovers, punt, punt. They scored. Um, yeah, that's probably what we need to expect from the pack this go around. Um, now, you know, obviously they won, but, you know, I know Riston is very nitpicky with a lot of the stuff that he does, and that's why they're as phenomenal as they are. Um, so he's probably going to clean up, you know, some of the second and third quarter mistakes that they made that allowed New Mexico Highlands to get scores. Um, so this one, I, I think, I think Mace is going to be in for a, a tough game, yeah. especially at the Thunder Bowl. Well, what's the score? Where are you going with? <laughs> 38-20. 38-20. Oh, yeah. A little closer than Jeff's prediction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, for me... Uh, Jeff was kind of talking about it a little bit before, like, and we've talked about it before too. Just the injuries to this team that they've had to endure. I mean, Gunnar Lamphere went out, Jordan Kinda came in, but then he got hurt. But Gunnar was healthy now, so now he's playing. I just, it feels like they still have plenty of guys to get the job done and get the win. But I think that might be contributing a little bit to why these games are a little closer because guys are tired. They might not, they might be playing, but they're not at a hundred percent. Right, not fully healthy. Yeah, so I, I think. This week they're still, you know, trying to recover a little bit, and that I think they still get the win, but I think it'll be a little closer, kind of closer to what Marcus said. I'm going to go by a similar score last week, somewhere like 34, 20, for two two possession game. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's probably right. Close. That game's at uh, 2 p.m. right on Saturday over at the Thunder Bowl homecoming. I'm sure there's plenty of festivities before, so just spend your whole Saturday morning afternoon there, and. Uh, but Friday night, we got a couple other uh, prep games. Uh, we can start with uh, uh, who's home and West is home for Coronado. And uh, I don't know about you, Marcus, or Jeff, but for this game, I just uh, I didn't write many notes down because I think West is going to have a running clock in this one uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, um, Anthony Sandstrom, our uh, Pueblo West savant, he, you know, he he was talking to us about this earlier and just saying how this is going to be a blowout, essentially from the jump or from kickoff. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's not going to be close. It wasn't close last season. West is redonkulously stacked this year. Um, yeah, Coronado's <laughs> just going to have to hang tough. That's yeah. that's about yeah, it. You know, this we knew this going, coming in that Pueblo West had some really good non-league games. And then once the league started, really the only the only team that can really even even go on the same field with Pueblo West it will be Air Academy, and that'll be next week. But uh, you know it's going to be a whole different story next year with Pine Creek and Fountain Fort Carson in their league. Yeah. So, but you know the the one thing that that I know uh, Coach Baderas is going to try to keep this team focused, and you know what do do the things the right way. And you know what? Even though you're playing, you know, down some down to the competition, don't don't do that on the field. Don't play down to the competition. Don't come up with don't have turnovers. Don't they have stupid penalties, stupid mistakes? You know, try to stay focused and, and, and really and really run run your offense and run your defenses and just get better. You want to get better every week. 
because you know it's going to be like this for a couple of weeks for Pueblo West. They're going to have some maybe a couple blowout games, but they still have to get ready for the playoffs. And you got to stay focused and, and, and really try to try to stay on top of your game. Yeah. Score prediction, Jeff? Uh, I, I say forty nine seven. Forty nine seven. Yeah. And they get forty nine zero first, and then yeah, they? it'll be running clock. Running clock. Yeah. yeah. Marcus. I am not being as generous with this one. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Coronado scores. Not even a late one. Not even a lucky one. Um, I got West 52-0. 52-0. Man, no mercy for the, the 50 piece. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be in the same boat, too. And uh, the best part of it is trying to stay healthy, too, because West, you know, suffered some injuries last year. So hopefully, you know, they entered league play pretty healthy. So now they can, you know, keep guys hopefully healthy, too, as well. Right. But, you know, I got West going big, too. I'm going to go 43-0. It's going to be tough. (laughs) It's going to be tough. Uh, Moving on, uh, we uh, also in town, uh, South. It's going to be heading out to County. Uh, County's sitting at 2-4 now. South is at 5-1. South kind of took control a little bit of the SEL with a big win over East. And County is going to want to do probably a little bit better than the six six turnovers they had against Central, which... Isn't going to be an easy task when you're playing a defense that might even be better than Central's. Yeah, and, you know, that's going to be the really tough part because everybody knows that County can run the ball really well. I mean, even with Central forcing so many turnovers, Hanford still ran pretty well. I don't have his yardage off the top of my head, but, you know, he still broke free for a couple of big runs. And it's he like had, 140, I think he had. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's which he didn't have all the turnovers. Let me not put no, all no. on him. Um, but, you know, with them forcing that many and, you know, if County can somehow get its passing game going and kind of mix things up, that might throw South off. But, you know, South is pretty savvy um, everywhere, special teams, defense, um, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the, cr- the crowd, yeah. hitting everything, every aspect. The mascot. Everything. Yep, the mascot. <laughs> Their websites, everything. Like, it's just <laughs> solid all around. Um, the county's really going to have to work in this one if they want to come up with the win. But, I mean, especially for South coming off a game like they can and getting it back to getting that momentum in their favor, um, that's really important. You know, talking to a couple of the guys afterward, it's like, the, obviously, they're thrilled to have the cannon back. But, you know, it's, it's still kind of a business-as-usual kind of thing for them. Um yeah. Like, they know what they want. They want a state title, and they know that they have to go through the rest of the season and accomplish what they expect to get done, which is win. So, yeah. Well, I think the one thing you have to avoid this week is looking ahead to next week against Durango because that's really – that may be for the league title, you know, even though it's only the second – you know, a couple weeks into the league season. Um, you know, county, county's capable. County's capable of, you know, if they can, they, you can be frustrating because they, they'll, they'll go three yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah. I mean, it, well, maybe a cloud of turf, you know, yeah. on the, on, out there in, out there in Hornet Stadium. But yeah, if they can, if they can control the ball a little bit, I think they keep this, this score down a little bit. I don't, I don't think they can necessarily score with South. Um, South, South really, I think they're playing with a lot of confidence. They're playing, you know, playing at a, a really high level defensively. Yeah. And, and and county's gonna have trouble moving the ball, no doubt. But if but if you can pick up a couple first downs and maybe change some field position, do some different things, I, I I still think it'll be I think it'll be fairly you know I don't think it'll be a big blowout. I, I think I think you know uh, South probably scores five touchdowns, county scores two, around thirty five fourteen, 
you know, they'll probably force a couple turnovers. This defense is good. Yeah. Defense is a very good, very good South team. Yeah. I really like them. Yeah. I mean, kind of talking about with County, I mean, with Central, with those turnovers, like Marks were kind of touching on, they still had almost 350 yards of awesome off offense against Central. So really for County, like it seems like the biggest problem's kind of been finishing. Week before against Harrison in overtime, they get down to the two and they fumble it. So yeah. the, it's, it's County's got the everything they kind of need for that offense, like you're saying, Jeff. Yeah. It's just kind of finishing. And I feel, I feel like that kind of comes with their age too. They're starting a lot of younger guys on the line. You know, Jose Hanford's a senior, but kind of outside of him, it's a really young team. Yeah. And they're going against a South team that's veteran, been there. The, last year was their growing year, and this is their year to do damage. So right. I think County does have the potential to keep it close. I don't think it turns into a running clock, but I think it's a three-possession game also. Jeff, like you said, I'm going to mm-hmm. go. I'm going to say maybe a 38-13 South gets it done. How about you, Marcus? I guess I got the closest out of all of us. I got a, a slight bit closer, but I still think South wins relatively handily. Um, 32-20 in favor of the Colts. We all got South, so we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. Who uh, We also have Ryan. They're playing Saturday on the road at Colorado Springs Christian. And, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before, too. Yeah. Uh, this, this Colorado Springs... Christian school looks like they're here to do damage as well. Uh, they look similar to Florence, which beat down Rye a little bit, 38-6. And and this one's going to be on the road instead of Florence at home. So looks like Rye might be in some trouble. Yeah, um, like you said, they had the benefit of home field advantage last go-around. You know, all the familiarity, nice spots on the field. Um, this go-around, CSCS, I'm not even sure when the last time they've been to Springs like that. Um, but he... This one's going to be pretty hard, I think. I think CSCS is on a five-game winning streak. They mm-hmm. lost their opener, and then mm-hmm. they just ran through opponents the rest <laughs> of the way. Um, yeah, Raya's going to have its hands full. This is going to be another another one of those tough games. I don't think at this point it's character building because I think they've built their character to where it needs to be. But it will be a tough game for them. Like, they have a possibility to win, obviously. Anybody... I guess this will be any given Friday or Saturday. Yeah. But um, anybody can win, but I mean, CSCS is definitely the favorites in this one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at like 28 7 score. Uh, I think Rye's defense, uh, you know, going to make Carlos Springs Christian work with it. I think Carlos Springs Christian's averaging close to 40 points a game. Yeah. You know, yeah. something like that. And after, after really, they didn't, they didn't score. At the, I think it was a couple of touchdowns the first game, but they. They've really run it up there the last last few weeks, and you know, so it's a it's a good offense. But you know, Ryan, Ryan plays Ryan plays hard. You know, they play hard. They have they have a good defensive. They have good 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 guys in the line. They've had a couple of guys get banged up offensively, and um, you know, they, they just have to keep care of the football and, and and really and not turn it over. Try to keep this game close, and then hope for hope for maybe a turnover on their on their end. I, I still think they keep it fairly close, but I don't know if they can keep up with this team. Uh, you know, I'm saying 28-7. Yeah, I mean, right. I feel like it's kind of a bit undersized, you know, when you get to some of these bigger 1A schools like Florence. You could just kind of see it last two weeks ago. I mean, Florence just had some big guys on the line. And even with that, Rye was kind of able to get back there and hit some guys. It's just Florence has Owen Bassetti for the running back, and he just he just doesn't go to the ground. So... I think if Ryan wants to pull off this upset, they're going to have to 
wrap up in the backfield, make sure that they bring guys down and don't let them shake off any tackles, which obviously is a lot easier said than done. Uh, but I do think it's a closer game than with Florence, uh, even even despite it being on the road. So I think Rye also keeps it close. Uh, I'm going to say maybe a 23-7. Ooh, tight. I, could, I got Rye putting some points on the board. Um, but still... Yeah, I, I don't think they can come out with the victory in this whole round. I got it 35-20 CSCS. And, uh, the last game of the week, uh, really it might be the best game of the week, uh, yeah, but it's just it's always tough to tell because it's uh, Central and Durango. Uh, Durango is ranked in the top 10, but, you know, it's tough judging a Western Slope team really anytime they kind of come over this side of the state. Centennial was able to see him last week. Uh, you know, they kept it kind of close at first, but then... Durango, I think, rattled off, I think it was 38 straight points. Yeah. And they yeah, won 52 they, to 10. They put up numbers. Yeah. So, I mean, it was kind of a preview a little bit of what to, what Central can kind of expect. But, you know, going on going on the road to Durango is tough too. But, yeah, Central, this this feels like a really good statement game for them if they want to say, hey, we are legit a playoff team. And this will be interesting to see, you know, kind of a gauge where their defense is truly at. Um Durango can get it done on both sides of the ball, and Central has shown itself to be able to stop both sides of the ball, especially the, especially the run game in most its instances. Um, we'll see how they're they're able to you know take that long bus trip and you know deal with that whole thing. And I believe the game starts at six, correct? Yeah. So you know, routine for football players, well, routine for any athlete is everything. And, yeah. Starting everything an hour earlier, getting your routine out there, um, having that, I think it's a five-hour bus trip. Yeah. So. yeah, at least. And that's, that's barring weather. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's on a good day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a real good day. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully they don't have any extra outside elements, anything with Mother Nature, anything like that. Hopefully they can just focus on football and just, you know, plug in with their music or whatever it is <laughs> the kids do on buses now to keep themselves <laughs> calm and collected but it, it's going to be a really interesting one I think this should be a really solid game yeah yeah you know what Durango's come into the league what, about three years ago where they I, I think they came in last because they're on their two-year cycle so I think last year was there their first time yeah and, like, and then they're out next year yeah yeah and it seems it seems like the Pueblo teams have been playing this maybe they played them in non-league a couple times or something but it seems like when the, the you know when they play in Durango it's it's been it's been really good games, yeah. you know. No matter who goes down there, I remember South East went down there like last year, pulled out a win. Yeah, like it, was, last, it was a bit closer, like yeah. in the last minute yeah. or something like that. And some of these teams have gone down and played pretty close games. You know, I, I've heard nothing but good things about this quarterback. You know, that this this kid's a mm-hmm. player, and uh, you know they they have a good running game. They can throw the ball. I mean, Central's gonna have to show up. Yeah. I mean, that's all there is to it, you know. They, they, they. You're right. I think they, they need to make a statement in this game. You know, they, they've done all the right things up to this point. Well, now in the league, are you gonna, are you gonna be a factor in the league? Yeah. This is the kind of game that they can do that. You know, I think it's gonna be a real close game. I, I, I pick, I, I have Durango winning by, you know, twenty two twenty. I think close maybe game. one of those one or two point conversion things that, that happen, you know, during the course of the game. And, uh, but I think it's gonna be a real good game. Oh yeah, real close game. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game too. Just kind of what worries me uh, for Central, like uh, that quarterback that you were mentioning, Jeff uh, yeah. Jordan Wolverton. Just looking at his stats, right? 
I mean, <laughs> I, I feel kind of bad that we've ignored this kid because he, he might be the best quarterback in this league. I mean, looking at his numbers, he's got 1,050 passing, 388 rushing, and the best part, he's thrown 16 touchdowns and not a single interception. Ooh, so, nice. so, I mean, that central defense that caused turnovers last week against County, they're, re- they're really going to need to do it here. And it's obviously going to be tough to get interceptions. And, you know, Jordan Wolverton has obviously been great uh, leading this offense. And touchdown-wise, he's got seven rushing as well. So Oof. it's going to be – they're going to have to get in his face, I think, somehow to maybe yeah. cause an interception. You know, and when they do run the ball, maybe find a way to get a fumble. But, you know, with that county game, they led by a lot of yards. And county wasn't able to finish. This Durango team – if they get there, they'll be able to finish. Yeah, that's so, not going to be a problem for them. Yeah, so Central's going to need to kind of step up. I don't know if they quite get it done. You know, I'm going to go. I like. I usually like home teams a little bit more. I usually give them a little more of an advantage. So I'm going to say Durango. I think it's a tight game as well. Uh, 30-20. I'm going with Durango. Yeah, I guess we all have it pretty tight. Um, like we said, this is going to be the one to see what Central's made of. But I still think Durango's going to pull this one out. It's... 28-21 Demons, they get this victory. There you go. All right. Good stuff. That's the week in Pueblo football for you. Uh, if you ever have any questions, uh, you can email us at csports@chieftain.com, or you can yell at us on here in the comments or yell at us on Twitter, wherever you want to yell at us. <laughs> and also, uh, we want to put out there, uh, the Bell game is coming up next Friday, uh, October 25th, and uh, we're going to have a fun little uh, section each day in the paper next week. Uh, with some fan submitted stories so if you have a favorite memory of the game or if you played in it or just anything kind of associated with the game uh you can send us your story and if you have a picture you can send us to that as well we'll comb through through well, those already starting to come in too, so. yeah yeah we've already had a couple great ones so yeah. if you have any of those feel free to email us same email csports at chieftain.com and you know, thanks again for listening this week and we'll see you again next week